1: Welcome to the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. We're putting black girl magic in motion. This show is dedicated to reinventing wellness for women of color. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Welcome back to the show. I am so happy to be coming at you for yet another week with another episode of the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. Just the other day, I was speaking with another woman who um, more recently started podcasting and we were just talking about how much we loved it as a medium, um, how fun it is to create the content, to have the conversations with you know incredible guests. And I've also had quite a few people since I started the show reach out to me and ask for advice on starting their own podcast, which I think is pretty funny. One, because I am definitely not an expert at this podcasting thing yet. I am very DIY, very scrappy. I am very much figuring it out as I go. So, you know, I take that as a huge compliment that people ask me for advice for how to get started and that um, it is just such a popular kind of engaging medium for people to connect around. And I don't know, I just wanted to share that with you because I just really, really love this space that we have created, but it really wouldn't be what it is without the listener. You know, these conversations wouldn't be as exciting if it was just me talking and not having anyone listening, to not have anyone provide feedback. And I'm just so grateful to really have the best listeners, the best audience, um, because you're really what make this show possible. So I really, really appreciate that. So just a couple of announcements or things that I wanted to share with you before we jump into today's show. Um, If you listened to the 2018 recap posts or maybe have followed along with some of our content on social media, you may know that a really big goal that I have for this year is to really create more IRL experiences um, to connect with my audience, to connect with listeners, and also, most importantly, so that you all can connect with each other. So, A couple of opportunities for that. First and foremost, our first book club meetup for Michelle Obama's Becoming here in Seattle. Uh, I know I had originally said that the date was going to be January 12th. We ended up moving that back a bit, so the new date for that is going to be January 29th. Later this week, I will be coming out with more specific details around that, but we're going to have our very first Balanced Black Girl Book Club meetup. So mark your calendars for January 29th. I am so excited for it. If you're in the Seattle area, I would love to have you be there to connect with this incredible community. In addition to that, on February 9th, we have the Ignited Women's Summit, uh, which may sound familiar to you if you listened several episodes back uh, with our guest, Allison Tenney, who is the founder of the Ignited Women's Summit. She was a guest on the podcast a while back, and we're getting super close to the event, which is really exciting. So I'm going to be leading... This segment on fitness and nutrition 101, which is going to be really, really fun. I'm basically going to teach you how to create a kind of fitness and nutrition routine that works for you, not necessarily a cookie cutter thing where you get all this information and then you don't know how to apply it or something super strict that you feel like you have to follow and then can't. I'm going to walk you through the process for creating a really simple, sustainable routine that will help you feel amazing and that you can carry with you throughout the year. So, that event is going to be February 9th here in Seattle. I will link in the show notes where you can get a ticket to that event, and I would love to see you there. And actually, several of our podcast guests will be there teaching as well. Like I said, Allison, the founder, has been a guest on the podcast. Uh, Chrissy King, who is our very first guest on the podcast, will be there teaching a segment about finding your voice. Uh, Felicia Johnson, who is also a guest on the podcast, will be there teaching a segment about uh, personal brand. It's going to be such an amazing, amazing event. So if you are in Seattle in February, or if you would like to travel to Seattle in February, I highly, highly recommend checking out the Ignited Women's Summit. It's going to be an incredible event. You will get to connect with some incredible, incredible women. And I just am so, so excited for it and so excited to connect with you in real life. So those are our announcements for this week. Um, Also, I really, really appreciate your response to the Feel Good Friday episodes. I'm really excited to bring more Feel Good Friday episodes to you. Just the short little nuggets of the tangible wellness advice. Um, Your response to it so far has been great. So we're going to keep on going with it. So now let's get ready to jump into today's episode, um, which was such a wonderful, wonderful conversation with our guest. Dr. Kristen Henderson is the founder of Black and Green, which is a website that you will learn quite a bit more about in our conversation. Uh, But I just loved, loved talking to her. She is a literal human ray of sunshine. She was just so positive, so inspiring. I loved hearing her advice. I loved hearing her story, learning more about her business, Black and Green. I have since then um, placed orders on Black and Green for my own kind of personal care and household care products with things that I have loved and feel really good about using. And we just had a really wonderful, wonderful conversation about the importance of understanding what we're putting on our bodies the importance of understanding what ingredients we're using to take care of our houses and in our space and how that can really impact our health, and also the importance of really supporting Black-owned businesses and what that can look like. And I just really, really loved talking with her. I know you're going to love this conversation. And even better, Her team um, was nice enough to create a special coupon code for us. So if you go to blackandgreen.com, which is linked in the show notes, you can use the coupon code BBG20 to get 20% off of your first order at Black and Green, which is awesome. And if you are listening to this podcast the week it comes out, we are also doing a fun giveaway with Dr. Kristen and her team at Black and Green on our Instagram account at Balance Black Girl Podcast. We are going to be giving away three gift cards to three lucky winners or each winner will get a gift card. I should be more specific about that. And uh, that way you can get a chance to check out some of the amazing products on Black and Green for yourself. So we're gonna jump into today's episode. I am so excited for you to get to know Dr. Kristen and to get to know Black and Green a little bit better. And I think that you all are really, really going to love this conversation. I think you're going to love the resources she provides and I am so excited to share it. Welcome back to the Balanced Black Girl podcast. Today we're talking to Dr. Christian Henderson, professor of public health, natural lifestyle enthusiast and the founder of Black and Green, the only premium purveyor of a variety of clean, natural and black-owned products. The mission of Black and Green is to connect people with high-quality, toxic-free products that support wellness and to cultivate forward-thinking black artisans and entrepreneurs. Dr. Christian is an unshakable optimist who is passionate about helping women cultivate a lifestyle that's free of artificial ingredients, toxins, and harmful chemicals, and I could not be happier to have her on the show today. Welcome on. Thank you. So happy to have you. So I recently discovered Black and Green right around the time I started this podcast a few months ago, Um, and I'm so excited to talk more about it because it is an incredible online marketplace with just phenomenal products offerings. But first off, I would love to hear a little bit more about your background and what brought you to the natural product space.
0: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I think my story is echoes the story of a lot of the customers who shop on black and green is that we're on a journey and we're kind of all on this wellness journey um, sparked by different things, whether it was going natural and starting to read the labels on the back of your hair care products, whether it was trying to get a healthier weight and you started trying to eat clean and avoid kind of these chemicals and these in your food and try to eat Food at its most natural source, I think a lot of us are kind of on these journeys to try to live healthier, happier lives. Um, And so I was also on this journey and I had kind of reached the point where I was looking at my products and I wanted to find products that were natural and organic. I was like, hey, if I'm reading the ingredients, for my food and I'm reading the ingredients for my hair care. Well, what about my skin care? And what about my deodorant? And what about my cleaning products? And so I just, you know, really became really vigilant about reading labels. Um, And around that same time, I read the book, Our Black Year, and I was really inspired about this idea of purchasing Black-owned products um, and her journey to try to purchase Black-owned products in the difficulty in trying to do that and so i said i wonder if i could combine both of these worlds of trying to purchase black-owned products but also trying to purchase natural products and so it just became a personal goal of mine to see how many brands that i could find to meet these criteria and i was really shocked um, at the hundreds of brands that existed i had never heard of Um, and I started creating spreadsheets of all of these brands and I was sending them to my friends and people were like, wow, I didn't realize there were so many brands. But then another piece that I was like, but this is so hard. We have to shop at, you know, 15, 20, 30 different stores to buy one product at a time and shipping is becoming expensive. So... Um, I wanted to create a way to make it easier for people to kind of shop with their values, shop black-owned brands, shop brands that were green, that were healthy, and that were good for them, um, and make it as convenient and as a high quality of an experience as possible.
1: I love that so much and can relate to so much of what you said. I know for me, I started looking at ingredients of what was in my body care products, probably about seven or eight years ago, kind of around the time I got into nutrition, and it's such a snowball effect where you start thinking, well, let me look at what I'm eating. Well, let me look at exercise. Well, let me start looking at what I'm putting on my body, and there's just a whole journey that so many people go on, and you provide an incredible resource for that.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. I think that's exactly what it is. It's a journey, and I always tell people, you know, it's easy to feel overwhelmed, but it's one of those things where you have to just kind of like make one change at a time and just slowly make lifestyle changes. Um, And I think that's the easiest way to kind of do it. And we're just hoping to be a resource and a guide to help people through that transition.
1: Absolutely. And so maybe for those women who have never even thought about the ingredients in their personal care products, because for a lot of people, you know, we still don't for it's still not necessarily common knowledge for a lot of people. um, Why should they start paying attention and what are some of the most common health risks for black women that are potentially linked to the products we use?
0: Yeah, so my background is in public health. That's what my doctorate degree is in. And my interest has always kind of been in health disparities, particularly looking at Black women. Um, And there's just a couple of things that we know. We know that Even if I control for age, if I control for insurance status, if I control for income and education, that black women still have worse outcomes as compared to their counterparts. Mm. And so we know that something's going on with our health outcomes when we look at everybody else. We also know that black women spend twice as much on personal care products as anyone else, twice as much on cosmetics. And we know 75% of the products that are marketed specifically to black women by kind of mainstream outlets, these products are considered toxic and they have all sort of side effects connected to them, whether it's hormone disruption, it's connections to cancers, to fibroids, to fertility issues. Like it's just a long list of problems that are kind of related to certain Uh, chemicals. And then there's new chemicals that pop up every day that we don't even have the studies for yet, that we don't even know what impact that these chemicals could be having. So we know that Black women are getting exposed to these chemicals at a quicker rate and a faster rate than anyone else. And we also know that Black women are having worse health outcomes. And so I wondered, is there a connection? Is there a connection between the products that we're using and the health outcomes that we're dealing with. Um, I have an artist on my platform whose mom was diagnosed with cancer. And that's sort of what started her foray in making uh, skincare products was because she was trying to find products for her mom to use. And when she got her diagnosis, the doctor gave her a list of ingredients to avoid in her personal care products. And so she kind of went to the store and started looking for products that didn't have certain ingredients and she couldn't find a single product without that didn't have at least one of the ingredients that she was trying to avoid. So she started making products herself. Now this begs the question, if why are we using these products in the first place? Mm -hmm. And could we be preventative instead of waiting to get a diagnosis to change our habits? Yes, excellent question.
1: And at Black and Green, you have what's called the Toxic 20 list. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the list and why we should avoid the ingredients that are on it?
0: Yes. So we wanted to come up with a list of ingredients that um, like wasn't too many so that people can kind of understand um and you know it was digestible Um, but we also want to try to identify some of the most common ingredients that you find in brands that we know have some sort of connection to some sort of poor health outcome Um, we also know that a lot of these ingredients are actually banned in other countries so that was like a really good indicator for us, if another country that might be a little bit more proactive when it comes to uh, exposures to something, some of these chemicals are banning them, uh, then that was sort of a good indicator to us that it's probably not the best thing to put on our bodies. At the end of the day, we really prioritize plant-based ingredients as much as possible. We recognize that's not always possible. And sometimes when you build a product that's purely plant-based, the price of it is extremely more expensive than the comparable. And so there's a piece of education of trying to kind of explain and understand why you're paying more for a product, um, but a purely plant-based product has a higher quality ingredient, which means that it's gonna have a higher price point. And so we're trying to kind of have that that balance of getting as close to mother earth as possible and really recognizing the power of plants to heal our bodies um, and to heal any sort of element that we have, whether it's acne or whether it's eczema or whether you have sensitive skin um, and you're trying to find a solution for that, we really think that our products provide you with a variety of options that are as close to coming from a plant as possible.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that that's a really important point because it. I don't know about you, but growing up, I never even thought about what I was putting on my body, there was just never any discussions about it. And you wouldn't, it wouldn't even occur to me that what I was putting on my body wasn't safe until I became an adult and started doing more research myself. But when you think about, you know, ingredients that occur in nature and plants and things that have been on the earth for centuries, it it makes sense that we would use products from those sources.
0: Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I know that I grew up, the way we purchased products, honestly, was purely based off of price. Like, whatever was the cheapest was what we got. Like, we never paid attention to what was actually in the product or how harmful it is. And you never really ask yourself, well, how can this product be so cheap? Like, how can this bottle of lotion only be, you know, $2? What's making it $2? Oh, the majority of it is water. Um, that's why it's probably only two dollars and it's actually not going to moisturize me at all and so this idea of like quality in personal care products wasn't really something that I thought about and then when I started to think about quality then I only knew it through like name-brand recognition well Mm -hmm. oh these big-name brands are in the department stores this must be the quality brands and I think that even that was a bit eye-opening for me that even brands that might be in a department store that might have a higher price tag didn't necessarily have better quality ingredients. And so it's really been a journey of retraining myself on how to spot a quality product when I see one.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I would love to talk about that a little bit more because I know that for all the products that are listed on black and green, you and your team kind of hand select every product that is
0: there. and Yes, I've tried every single thing on the platform. There's nothing on the platform that I haven't personally tried myself.
1: Which is incredible because then people know they can better understand that quality piece. Um, So can you walk us through what that process looks like and what you look for when you're selecting artisans and Mm -hmm. products
0: to feature? So we have a very extensive application process. Um, Some people, artisans, complain about how long it is, (laughs) Um, but there's a lot of steps involved. So the first step is either we are looking, we know that there's a gap on our website and we're looking for a particular product to fill a gap, or people can apply to be on our website and the first thing that we do is check their ingredients we use a website called the environmental working group they have a database called skin deep where you can search every single ingredient and it gives you kind of a rating of how toxic it is and what that ingredient is for and any sort of research around that ingredient so every single ingredient Um, is run through the Skin Deep platform, um, and we ensure that the brands don't have an average of higher than a three or a four, um, and then they can't have any of our toxic 20 ingredients on there. So that's the first step. It's just like looking at their ingredient decks and making sure that they're, they're clean enough to meet our platform's standards after that we get a sample of the product and depending on what the product is we send it to a different expert to test as long with along with having people from our team test it so we'll have dermatologists test products we'll have estheticians hairdressers, naturalistas who have been making youtube videos for a long time and have a lot of experience with products we'll send them out and we'll kind of say hey let us know How do you feel about this product? And does this product do what it says it's going to do? And so we'll send it out for testing and see kind of how it returns. And then we also do like a visual test. Mm -hmm. How does the packaging look? Does it look professional? Does it look high end? Does it look luxury? Is it something that I would want to sit in my you know, in my bedroom, if it's a shower product, then we're going to sit it in a shower for a couple of weeks and see, does the label still stay on or does the label come off? And so we really test the product, the packaging to see, does it have, is it high quality enough? And after pass all of those tests, then we decide um, if we want to bring it onto the platform. That's awesome. I love that.
1: Um, I mean, I could also understand maybe for the artisans who think that it's a long process kind of, (laughs) their point of view as well. But I think from a customer standpoint, it just really adds that that value piece of trust when people buy right. products to know that it's truly been vetted.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and to be like really transparent, when you say Black-owned products, unfortunately, there's a stigma that it means low quality and it means bad customer service mm. and that there's there's this, we have to fight that stigma in the marketplace that yes, these are black owned products. Yes. They're black created. Yes. They're black formulated, but they still meet your quality standards. And so I think that we have to change that narrative around black owned products, not being effective, not being high quality. Um, and I think that we every day we're taking a small step to kind of show people that black owned products can be high quality products.
1: I really, I love that you said that because I think that that's a really important point to make and also the fact that on Black and Green you do feature products that are all from Black artisans, Black entrepreneurs to really promote Black businesses. Can you talk to us a little bit about um, why it's so important to support and buy from Black-owned businesses?
0: Yeah, um, at the end of the day, our biggest vote comes with our dollar. Mm -hmm. So the way I like to think of it is that every human being that gets a paycheck becomes an investor automatically. And when you get your check and you are an investor, you get to make choices about what businesses get to thrive and what businesses don't. So based off of where you buy your toilet paper or your face wash or your sunscreen or your toothpaste, you're voting with each one of those dollars. And I think it's important to be a conscious consumer and make sure that you're voting in a way that's consistent with your values. So if I say that I value small owned businesses and I say that I value freedom and I value equality and I value fairness, then it's important for me to vote with businesses that also value those same things. So I can't shop at big name brand, big box stores that don't care about their employees, that aren't paying people a fair wage, that will use racist ads and advertisements that don't hire diverse populations because that is not reflective of my values. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to support Black-owned businesses because the data shows us that a Black-owned business is more likely to hire Black employees. Mm -hmm. And we know that we kind of, there is definitely a, a wage gap and an income gap between Black Americans and the kind of the rest of America. And I think that it's our responsibility to address it. And I think that the way that we address it is by taking our dollars and consistently supporting Black-owned brands. Yes, I could not. If you listen
1: to this podcast, you know that I'm a big advocate for having hobbies and learning a new language is an incredible hobby to take up. I've been practicing my French with Babbel, and it's been such an effective, engaging way to learn. I took French in high school and college, but I got a little rusty and I wanted to brush up before visiting France earlier this year, and I've been hooked on Babbel ever since because it's helped so much and you too can make amazing progress with your language learning through Babbel and that's because Babbel actually works. So instead of paying hundreds of dollars for private classes or playing on apps that are basically glorified games, you can take Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons that are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language as soon as three weeks from now. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations, and their methods for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, so you're learning things you would actually say, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. It's no wonder why Babbel has sold over 10 million subscriptions because it's real learning for real conversations. And they're offering a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. So you can get 55% off your Babbel subscription only for our listeners at babbel.com slash balanced. Get up to 55% off at babble.com slash balanced, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash balanced. Rules and restrictions may apply. Agree with you more. And I, I also think that it's important from the customer perspective, too. I mean, I remember when I was younger, having so many experiences of going to like the big drug stores and you go to the quote unquote ethnic section um, (laughs) that is maybe like two shelves Mm -hmm. in the corner with, you know, quote unquote ethnic products that still either weren't very effective or didn't have high quality ingredients, but if we can support our own community and get products that are better for us and effective and, you know, are made by us because we know what we need. It's just, it's a win-win for everybody.
0: Yes. And the thing that's so crazy about the ethnic aisle is that the majority of the brands on the ethnic aisle aren't even owned by people of color. Mm -hmm. Um, They're, they're still, very large, massive corporations that are just trying to, you know, target an, a niche market. And yeah. a lot of times they're creating low tier products that have tons of toxic ingredients in them. Um, and it's not quality at all. So I really think that I know I was personally kind of tired of being ignored by like the mainstream product creators. Mm. And I'm a big believer of. I don't necessarily need to sit down and convince you why you should create better products and why you should center women of color in your advertisements. Mm-hmm. I'd rather find women who are already doing that work and make sure they don't go out of business.
1: Yes, absolutely. And recirculate recirculate, and help them create wealth as well, which is yeah major also in terms of health and access and product and
0: absolutely
1: it's also connected so for women listening who may be new to the natural product space, what are some initial changes you recommend they make when it comes to the products they use? Maybe some good places to start in their routine or some good introductory products on black and green that are your favorites. Not that I'm asking you to pick favorites between your eyes. That, can be, so
0: that can be controversial. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I love them all. They're yes. all my children, right? <laughs> so... I, it's like the same advice I would always give when I would talk about like food. People be like, oh, I'm gonna diet, and I'm not. I'm not gonna do this for 30 days, and I'm not gonna do this for 60 days. And I would always say that's just not sustainable. Like the goal is not to diet. The goal is not to restrict yourself. The goal is to try to create a new lifestyle and lifestyle change takes time. And so you have to be patient and gentle with yourself. And so I always say, start with the thing that you're less attached to. Mm. So if you don't have a go-to brand for your face care, then let's start there. If you don't have a go-to brand for your deodorant, then let's start there. If you know that you have really sensitive skin, then maybe let's start with your laundry detergent because oftentimes your sensitive skin is probably being agitated by your clothes because of what's in your laundry detergent. Um, I love to tell people to get rid of their dryer sheets. I think it's something that no one talks about, but dryer sheets are horribly toxic. They're cancerous. They're just bad for you all around. They're (laughs) flammable. If you read the small print, it tells you don't even use it on kids' clothes because it makes their clothes flammable. So like, I am on a personal mission to tell people to stop using dryer sheets. (laughs) And we sell an alternative on our website called Wool Balls. And Mm -hmm. they're balls. They're made out of wool, just like they sound. You throw them in your dryer cycle. And they do everything that a dryer sheet does without the waste. It speeds up your dryer time, so it saves you energy and efficiency. You can use the balls a thousand times. And what you can do is add a couple of drops of essential oils to the wool balls, And so then it adds that nice, light, light, fresh scent versus a chemically-based scent that you can add to your clothes. And so I have different scents for different things. So I might do my towels and lavender, and I might do my clothes and lemongrass, or depending on how I'm feeling, I can switch up the the aromatherapy of the essential oils when I'm drying so I have more control over the scent. And I know it's a natural scent, it's essential oils, and it's not a chemical-based fragrance. And so... That is a change that I encourage everyone to take. It's twenty bucks, and those they will last you forever. Um, so that is a good step in the right direction where I feel like you aren't giving up uh too much um I know people like I if you're like I am so I love my makeup and I love this brand I could just never give you know get rid of it then let's not start there because you know you don't want it to feel hard let's start at the place where you're less attached and it's easier to start making some changes
1: I think that that is such great advice to, you know, whatever it is that you usually just buy because it's on sale or just, you know,
0: (laughs) run out and grab the first thing. That's a great first place to start. I love that advice. Exactly. Exactly. We want this to be easy and we recognize that habits are hard. Like I used the face wash and the face moisturizer I had used because my mom used it and my mom used it because her mom had used it. Mm-hmm. So I, there wasn't any thoughtfulness that went into it. I just kind of used what I knew. And so a part of this is just breaking habits of what you're used to buying. You buy a certain detergent because that's what you were taught to buy or mm-hmm. because that was on sale. And so it, you have to make a conscientious effort to switch. And then I'll be honest, you have to plan a little bit better mm-hmm. because if you run out of detergent today and you need it today, you can't order it from black and green. Yeah. <laughs> so like you <laughs> have to give us at least three or four days to get it. <laughs> and then in which case we got you covered. So yeah. it there's also that extra layer that we recognize can sometimes be a uh, barrier.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think another thing that's really great there that you touched on when we were kind of talking about the products and even like the wool balls was around um, environmental consciousness. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, it's so important to think about the ingredients and what we're putting on our bodies because that impacts our health, but also the ingredients that we use and the products we use. greatly impact our environment as, yeah. as well. And it's really important, I think, for people to make that correlation. Because again, I think it's just, it's stuff that we don't think about. We get kind of that generational programming, like you
0: said. Absolutely. And I mean, we only get one earth. And mm-hmm. if we believe that plants are the tool in, to healing our bodies and helping us maintain wellness and helping us maintain balance, then I think kind of in the great like circle of life we also have a responsibility to protect mother earth as much as possible so There's all sorts of green things that I personally do, whether it's taking my reusables to the grocery store or um, when I get my clothes dry cleaned, I take a reusable bag there to minimize my plastic. When we ship things with black and green, we ship it in recycled boxes. We usually with recycled shredded paper and we try to minimize the use of bubble wrap as much as possible, unless it's just something that's glass and we know it might break. Mm -hmm. We also encourage glass containers as much as possible over plastic containers because glass is much easier to recycle than plastic is and so it's just being mindful and trying to figure out ways to be more thoughtful about how you integrate and interface mm-hmm. with the earth and kind of what your role is and I think that's all of the part of like feeling grounded is kind of mm-hmm. feeling like I'm doing something positive and I think that sometimes when you're purchasing products it could feel like a negative it's like, Oh, I'm spending all this money. But when you shop with black and green, it's like, wow, I'm doing so much good. Like I'm investing mm-hmm. in brands. I'm, do, I'm doing something good for my health. Like mm-hmm. it's like, it's really a win-win situation. And I think that purchasing products should feel good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. And something that I would also love to talk to you about is, um, Self care and kind of also the mental and emotional sides of yes. of well being because I think it's very easy for us to think of wellness and well being as purely a physical process,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and and it's easy to really lose sight of that kind of mental emotional piece. And recently, I was reading the Black and Green blog and I found the blog post that was posted there, The Black Girl's Guide to Mm -hmm. Self-Care, which I loved. And I'll link it in the show notes too so that our readers or our listeners can give it a read that had some really good actionable tips for self-care. What are some of your favorite self-care practices and what do you do to make sure you're like taking care of your mind and spirit as well as your body?
0: Um, I am like the self-care advocate of the world. I (laughs) love it. All the time, and I'll be like honest. When I first started my wellness journey, like I'm not gonna lie, it was purely about losing weight. I was like, mm. I've gained too much weight, I want to lose weight, blah 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 blah. <laughs> like even now, I question that whole line of thinking of like, well, why do you want to lose weight? Do you mm-hmm. not think you're attractive when you're a higher weight? Like, what does that mean? What does that mean over time as your body gains weight? You can't constantly be on a journey to lose weight because you have to learn your body bi- learn to love your body at each stage. But anyways, I digress, and so <laughs> that's sort of like where my journey started. And in the midst of working out and trying to eat healthy, I also began to get this mental balance that I wasn't necessarily looking for, but honestly ended up being more valuable than the weight that I was dropping. And I learned how to tap into it. I, I started taking yoga. I became a yoga instructor and yoga became my meditation time because sometimes I have a hard time sitting still and quieting my mind, but I can meditate through movement. So yoga became my 60 or 90 minutes of meditation where I try to clear my mind and I put my cell phone away and I just try to focus and being present and being in my body and doing something good for myself. So that has always been a go-to. I'm currently trying to hone a home practice, which is very new to me. I mm. usually always go to a studio yeah. and wait for someone to tell me what to do but i'm trying to learn how to feel my body and do what i think it's telling me to do which is a lot different so that's really important um, an important part of my self-care routine Um, gratitude has been an important part of my self-care routine Mm -hmm. i think i realized that where i focus my brain is how i feel And I have a choice about where I focus my brain and I cannot allow other people to like push it. Although sometimes it happens. I really try to focus on gratitude as much as possible and give positive thoughts, the forefront of my attention instead of negative. So a little exercise that I'll do is, Every morning when I wake up with my husband, I'll ask, not every morning, because sometimes I don't wake up when he wakes up, but (laughs) as much, as often as we can, I'll ask him, like, what are your three gratitudes?
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: then he'll ask me, what are my three gratitudes? And it's just this idea of starting the morning off by focusing on what you're grateful for versus like what you are not so grateful for. So that has been an important part of my personal routine and then allowing myself to slow down. I'm a go, 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 go type of person. And sometimes I would take slowing down as a weakness. And so I had to change the way that I thought about taking breaks and I really started to invest in myself in like crazy ways. Mm-hmm. I am investing in therapy. I'm investing in chiropractic care. I invest in acupuncture and in massages and like all of these things that are body work and health related. And I stopped buying as many clothes and uh, there's been years, like I might buy one or two pieces like every couple of months now. Um, and so like my wardrobe is not nearly as fly as it used to be, but I think I feel better like as a person. And I think at the end of the day, I rather feel good on the inside than look good on the outside.
1: Mm, I love that you, I love the way that you phrase that of that you invest (laughs) in these things, because that is totally what it is. You are investing in, your vitality, you're investing Mm -hmm. in your health. And I admire that. I want to reframe my thinking around that.
0: (laughs) I really think of my dollars as being like, it's like I get to decide what's important. Mm -hmm. And so I check myself. It's like, if you say your health is important, then like how much of your dollars is going to your health? Yeah. If you say your mental health is important, how many dollars are going towards your mental health? Mm -hmm. It's sort of like making sure that my spending habits and my actions reflect what my values are. And when I yeah. see things get out of line, then I know I have to pull it back to center, you know, like there is no perfect, but I think having a, it's a practice, it's a self-care yeah. practice, it's ritual, it's kind of building habit. And so the, you'll have good days, you'll have bad days, but I think it's just trying to be mindful that's so important.
1: Absolutely. and having that mindset too, when I think of investment, I also think of return. And when you think about what the returns are of really prioritizing your health, it is the most valuable thing you can do.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It has the biggest return. It, mm-hmm. it really, because it's like what you get in energy, what you get in peace of mind, like not to feel anxious, like you just get so much valuable stuff that you really can't even put a price tag on it
1: yeah absolutely I love that kind of along the same lines I love asking my guests this question this is my favorite question (laughs) (laughs) what does being a balanced black girl mean to you
0: yeah oh man I love that um (laughs) I think so balance to me is like the goal of wellness it's it all comes down to balance it's like knowing when to hold them, knowing when to fold them, like knowing when, you know, you can be excited, but you're not being too excited, knowing when it's time to let go of fear and knowing when it's time to trust your gut. But I think at the core is you're trying to find balance and you're trying to find like this grounding. And so I think being a balanced black girl is really, is getting balanced back in those places where historically we have not been balanced Mm -hmm. and so i say that black women have not been allowed to be happy um and what i mean by that is that we are there's very little language around you should be happy and you should do things that make you happy and you should pursue things that are happy. Instead, (laughs) the overarching language that Black women get from media or from their parents that's passed down is that you need to be strong. Mm -hmm. You need to work hard. You have to be resilient. You need to work twice as hard to get half as far. You have to kind of pour your all into your family pour your all into relationships and despite how you're treated you stick it out because black women are strong and black women endure and i think that that strong black woman motif has made a lot of us get out of balance because Mm -hmm. we don't know how to prioritize ourselves we don't even know what we want we don't know what makes us happy and we're miserable but we take pride in being miserable. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so I think being a balanced black girl is being comfortable enough and free enough to be yourself, Mm -hmm. to be happy, to find ease and not be guilty because you're having a good day and (laughs) not be guilty because you're investing in yourself. I think that's what makes the wellness movement different from black for black women and white women, in my opinion, is that, Mm -hmm. I think black women have a lot of stigma to fight and a lot of self negative talk of feeling guilty when they take care of themselves. And so we have to talk about it and we have to make it okay. It's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to say, I need to quit this job because it's not good for my mental health. It's it's okay to quit. You don't have to work twice as hard to get half as far. Like you don't have to stay in that toxic work environment just to prove to them that you belong. No, you don't. You do not have to put yourself through that trauma. But I think we have to give ourselves permission to not have to put ourselves through that trauma
1: oh that is so that is so so good because i think it's something that we all we all struggle with and Mm -hmm. as black women you know it feels like there's less room to kind of play to discover Mm -hmm. to make mistakes i mean we feel like we have to be strong all the time we have to get everything right on the first try and kind of hold things down
0: for yeah. everyone. and it's unrealistic. Like you won't yeah. do it, so you will yeah. fail. Yeah. So then when you fail, then you beat yourself up and you go in these spirals because you failed at this unattainable goal. Mm-hmm. So it, it sets you up to be disappointed and it sets you up to disappoint yourself. And there's just so many of us who, go down career paths. I'm a lawyer. I'm a doctor. I'm an engineer. I've gone, have all these degrees and I've done all this stuff. It's almost like Michelle Obama was saying, I was checking all the boxes, but Mm -hmm. I was not happy. Yeah. Um, And so I think that we have to reclaim that, that we have to reclaim our happiness and reclaim what we truly want, which means figuring it out. Maybe you want a family. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just want to travel the world. <laughs> Maybe you want a powerful job. Maybe you don't. And like, you know, I think that you have to, we have to have flexibility that there isn't just one narrative or one picture of success. The success is defined by you and what you, what you want. Yes,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Just making more room for defining what we want ourselves, making more room for our joy Mm. and just reminding ourselves and the people around us that we are human,
0: (laughs) just like everyone else. Absolutely. And give yourself space to be human. You'll have good days. You'll have bad days. You'll make bad choices, but you'll try to recover and admit it. I think Mm. that's the key. It's like, hey, I really messed that up. But that doesn't make you any less valuable or any less worthy. You admit that you messed it up and you keep it moving.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think finding ease in that is just so beneficial for our mental and our physical health.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, because it's just all so interconnected. Um, So, Dr. Christian, what is next for you? What is next for Black and Green? What do we have to look forward to?
0: Well, I'm really excited because this next year for Black and Green is all about creating community. Mm. Um, We did a big survey with all of our customers to try to figure out what could we be doing better. And... What we really heard is that people want more information, they want more community, they want more connection. So we're gonna be creating an exclusive Facebook group for any of our customers to be a part of, to ask questions about self-care or self-love or ingredients or anything. So we're excited about that. We're gonna be rolling out a podcast in January that we're super excited about that we'll be interviewing our our artisans so you can learn more about their stories and their self-care journeys and really learn and learn more about the faces behind a lot of these brands. And so we're excited to bring that connection in that community and just invite more people in. We're going to be doing a conversation series once a month where we're going to be talking about different topics. Our, really our focus for 2019 is all about Toxic Free 2019 Mm -hmm. and letting go of toxic behavior, letting go of toxic people, letting go of toxic products, and really inviting things into our lives that bring us ease and kind of feed our our soul. And so every month, we're going to have a conversation about something else toxic that we're letting go of. Um, And we're going to be going live on Instagram with those conversations. And so this is going to be a really big year. And we're really excited about really connecting with more black women and helping them along this journey and making sure that we're curating products carefully, specifically for them. And whatever we can do to make that process easier is what we want to do.
1: I love that, and I am so excited for all of that. Oh my gosh, toxic free twenty nineteen just needs to be just the tagline for everything. <laughs> yes,
0: it will be. It's going to be so
1: exciting. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited. We'll have to share links to the Facebook group and to the podcast too once that is all up and running. Because I think our list
0: absolutely. Is it. It's all launching in January. The to kickoff, toxic free twenty nineteen. So we'll have it all ready to go. Awesome.
1: Yes, we will definitely share all of that in the show notes because I know our audience will love it.
0: That would be amazing.
1: Yeah. So, where can our audience find you to keep in touch?
0: Yes. So, our website is www.blkgrn.com, and all of our social media handles are the same. It's blk and grn, and so we're on twitter instagram facebook pinterest you can find us on everything using that hashtag and then you can find me on instagram at dr kristen and i spell kristen k-r-i-s-t-i-a-n-h and so that is where you can follow my own personal journey with wellness and get the behind the scenes of building black and green
1: Love it. And we will have all of that linked in the show notes because I know um, you all are going to want to follow along and check out Black and Green to make your orders because there are seriously some incredible, incredible products that I know you will all be really excited to check out. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I loved this conversation and I am just so excited for our audience to hear it.
0: Thank you, thank you. I have so much fun. I could talk about this stuff for hours. <laughs> so thank you for giving me space and just helping me um, share the mission of Black and Green and connecting with you has been amazing.
1: Absolutely, thank you so much.